Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for Tuesday, the 22nd of November. I'm Derek Clark and I'm joined this morning by Stevie Clifford uh, once again. A much more relaxed opening to the show this morning, Stevie, uh, as opposed to yesterday. Yeah, it certainly was. We were all set to to go um, yesterday morning and then we, we got the news almost simultaneously and then it became apparent that it was going to be, you know, that it was true. We had to delay the show and then it all just went, you know, it went a wee bit crazy. We were coming on to talk about potentially signing Kenny McLean and, and then all of a sudden it was it was, um, it was was a bit of carnage. And you know what, Derek, I, I, walked, I watched back yesterday just to make sure. I like to make sure that I haven't said anything silly or anything like that. So that obviously takes a long time, you know, listen to my rant. <laughs> Um, I spent most of the, the show looking at my phone, so I'm like this because I was getting so many messages yeah. and so many things. It looked like I was sleeping half the show, like I got my head down like that. So I'll be much more attentive today. So good morning, all. Yeah. Fantastic. And on Kenny McLean, folks, we'll just touch on it now. He hmm. wants to come to Rangers. Uh, he, he's a... He's a Rangers fan, there's no denying that. Uh, he's down at Norwich, of course. And, and what we were looking to talk about yesterday before the news broke was that um, he was, he's open and he always wa he wants to uh, uh, play his football at Ibrox at some point. Whether that materialises or not remains to be seen. But we're here to talk about the managerial situation. Giovanni van Bronckhorst, of course, uh, dismissed yesterday after just over a year in charge. Uh, I want to direct you to the, to the website as well, folks, because there's so much content on there with regards to the news yesterday. Stevie's done a great piece on there um, with regards to his view on it and why Van Bronckhorst isn't solely to blame for his Rangers departure. Uh, there's a great piece from our scouting writer, Patrick Caskey, on uh, three managers that he's scouted. Now, he usually does the, the transfer scouting in terms of players, but he scouted three uh, European coaches that he feels would fit uh, at Ibrox. So um, lots of great content on there, lots of opinion pieces. You can see the little ticker below. We've got the Black Friday offer that, that launched yesterday, just a pound for six months worth of coverage. So it's a tremendous offer. Just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. Right, Stevie. Um, We've had time to sleep on it. Your piece, we'll, we'll discuss your piece first of all. Um, you sort of touched on it yesterday as well. You feel that Van Bronckhorst, as is the, the norm in football, the manager is usually the fall guy. However, there's more. it's not as clean cut as that, is it? It's not simply the manager's fault. There's there's a whole number of factors that have uh, that have played a part in, in Van Bronckhorst leaving yesterday. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of people that have kind of followed what we talk about, Derek, and we've done a lot of shows together now where been quite consistent in saying it's not only Van Bronckhurst. And I don't think we can sit here and, and try and deflect away from his performance in the role and say that, you know, he's he's taken or he's unfairly um, being criticised. I think Van Bronckhurst would be the first one to put his hands up and, and say that, you know, he has made mistakes and things haven't gone as well for him. So, I understand that, and this isn't an attempt to, you know, deflect away from that. But I would just say that I feel that there's others that haven't performed well. I don't think that Ross Wilson can honestly sit there and say that his performance has helped Van Bronckhurst to, to the maximum. I don't think that the players can honestly sit there and say that they've given 100%. Now, I know that you cannot sack 20, 
a squad full of 20, yeah. 25 players. So I understand that. But there's nobody in that squad now who can rightly say to the new guy coming in, well, hold on, I, I've given myself everything here and I've had a great season so far and, you know, I appreciate what's happened, but I'm not involved in this. I think there's a, a situation now where we can we can at least debate the, the topic that this squad has done this before. Um, it doesn't really have the attitude or the mental ability, perhaps, what it takes for, for this club. And, and we should be thinking about ripping it up. So that's all potential debates we could have, Derek, in terms of the squad. Ross Wilson, I know that it might be boring to folk, and, you know, I've, I've been here and touched on it before, but, you know, his position, can we honestly say that recruitment has been good enough? I don't think we can. In time, you might see that it, it's good enough for, like, say, Yilmaz, Davis, etc., but not for what we needed at this moment in time. Um, I think that's a fair comment. When you look at the, the situation with the squad, the balance of the squad, it's very bloated, very unbalanced in, in terms of positionally. It, it's not, you know, certain areas haven't been um, haven't been solved as such, like we, we all thought it should have been. Yeah, um, and then, you know, you've got things like the wage bill, etc., being far too high. And don't forget, you know, Ross Wilson is the man that gave Giovanni Van Bronckhurst a four-year contract and his management staff. So, that's a three, four, five million pound gamble, whatever the amount is, I'm not too sure that, that we're going to have to clear up. So, you know, I appreciate that some people will say that it's not on him. Some people will be dividing and say it's all on Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and his staff, etc. I think there's a collective blame, you know, that everybody, which I think Van Bronckhurst has, has carried the can for. So I, I don't sit here and deflect it away from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and say that he shouldn't be in the position he is or whatever, because that would be, you know, remiss of me to say, Derek, because we've sat here and you've listened to me rambling on about Van Bronckhurst now for, for for quite a while. So it's not an attempt to do that. I just think there's more than just the manager and his management team here. I think that the squad need to have a really good look at theirself and... The, the director of football honestly needs to say, have I have I recruited well? Have I got what the team needed? You know, am I performing the best I can? And I don't believe they are. Yeah, uh, good point here from Graham Mitchell. But a number of comments coming in uh, with regards to that, saying that the players let the manager down. I hate it when players do that. And I wanted to tie this in uh, with a report that, that, that came out, uh, I seen it last night, uh, CGM 55 raises it, um, what are we making of the stuff coming out about pre-season? Uh, I think this was the Athletic, if I'm not uh, not mistaken, saying there was some sort of uh, senior player row over uh, alcohol rules. Apparently, Van Bronckhorst was involved in a disagreement on the final day of the trip to Portugal. I'm not entirely sure if that was the day the game was, because uh, I was there at the game. Of course, it was an absolute farce when it was... Uh, uh, abandoned due to uh, a lack of lighting, um, but there certainly wasn't any disagreements, uh, even when the players were leaving, going on to the, the team bus, but I'm not entirely sure if that was the final day of the trip, but they claim a row began with Van Bronckhorst and a number of players after squad members allegedly drank more alcohol uh, than permitted. It suggested the disagreement was not to the level which would cause lasting damage, however. Uh, I don't necessarily like reading stuff like this, Stevie. I've got, I've got to admit, um, you often see it when a manager departs. Little snippets coming out about potential rifts and what have you. Also had uh, a potential riff of Glenn Kamara against St Mirren. That uh, Kamara's uh, solicitor actually came out, which I've not seen before. Um, these little things suggest that, that all wasn't well behind the scenes. 
what I would say is that with regards to what, what Jordan's written and, and what's come out in The Athletic is that that, that story, um, and it is a story because I don't think that we can sit here and say 100% has happened and it's not. And like you said, yeah. the, the issue is now that now that he's gone, people can start to, things get embellished somehow. But the, there was a suggestion, um, and this is a way back as early as you know July, August, that, that, that something like that did happen with regards to Van Bronckhurst allowed them to go for a couple of drinks and and maybe it's it's went further than that, which he disagreed with. But I'm not sure it was anything more than, you know, dealt with there and then. Yeah. Wouldn't be happening any further than, and that's where it goes. But the problem is that now that he's gone, you know, people will look for ways to justify, you know, and, and look for little things that, that, you know, the players weren't trying because of this and because of that. You know, if if we're sitting in November and the players are still in a huff because Gio gave them into trouble for having a couple of pints away back in June, July, yeah, then yeah. we're in big trouble. You know, yeah. that that's that's a serious attitude thing. So I don't think it you know, things do happen at football clubs, you know, and, and the manager might have, have said this and done that, but I don't think it does anyone any favours because we're speculating and it yeah. and it goes, you know, and and I, I just don't think it's a, a road we, we necessarily need to come down to. The same with the Glenn Kamara thing. Glenn Kamara in the tunnel at St Mirren was, was disappointed he came off, but Glenn Kamara never had words with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He, he never saw... When the, the solicitor came out and said that they hadn't um, fallen out, technically he was correct, but Glenn Kamara had actually had words with the assistant manager, I think it was Dave Voss at the time, about coming off. So technically, yeah. this is the way you know that, that things get that transpired. So the story was in essence was correct, but then Glenn Kamara can legitimately say, well, hold on, I didn't fall out with the manager because he didn't speak to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, he spoke to the assistant. So it's wee things like this that can all get twisted and, and all get lost, basically, in, in the, the kind of people's narrative and whatever. Look, I think yeah, yeah. I think where we are is, you know, and all honestly, Derek, that it didn't work out, right? I think we all understand that. And for whatever reason, I think it's clear that the players didn't buy into it. I think it's clear that... Um, when you see their performances and and see how we were during games and things, I think that's much bigger to be focused on. And this is where it comes back to what I was saying about the players. You know, if they're so easily um, not buying into things or, or or giving up or down in tools or whatever phrase that you want to know, that's where we've got bigger issues. And I feel that that's the biggest challenge for this management team that may come in. Um, they need they need to address a whole number of factors in that squad. They need to figure out who's worth staying, who's worth sticking with, who they can develop, and, and they need to figure out very quickly who needs to come out of that dressing room. Maybe some players have got too much power. Maybe some players have, have got too much influence in there. And maybe it's quite simply there's, there's, there's players there that now need to move on, not only for the good of their self, but the good of the club. And that may be hard decisions, Derek. That may be, you know, some of our so-called favourite players. Yeah. It yeah. may be time for them to move on. So this is a really big job for whoever's coming in. But the flip side of that is that, you know, we've been really critical of, of the contractual situation and things like that. You know, there's an ideal opportunity for a manager coming in, you know, to cut immediately and to be able to um, build a, a new squad. And we're going to have to try and fund it. That's going to be difficult. And, and we're going to have to be realistic with where we are. But that comes with and maybe a transparency and an openness with the club, which hopefully we'll learn from going forward. But look, 
you know, to, to, to get back to what we originally discussed, Eric, you know, lots of things are going to come out and lots of things are going to be said, but I'm not one for, you know, I don't want to sit here and put the boot into to Van Bronckhurst either. Like, it's not, no. I don't think it's the right thing to do. As I said yesterday, um, I have been critical of his management, but he's always been very dignified. And even when you spoke to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst off, off, off camera and stuff like that, he'd always say, I completely understand your, your right to, to voice your opinion and, um, you know, and, and very civil and very, you know, a very jovial character and things like that. So he was always very, very good to deal with, always very dignified. And the story yesterday that that put up, that David put up, that he phoned the staff yesterday and to yeah. thank them for their efforts and wish everybody all the best and say that he would still, you know, be supporting the club for afar and stuff like that is completely true. And that's the kind of man he was. So there's a part of me that, that feels really bad for, for being so vocally critical of Van Bronckhurst, but at the same time, it, it was clear to me kind of early on that, that things weren't working. So I don't think it does anyone any good to sit and, and kind of go over stories and things like that, Derek. It, it's been, it's gone. It's, it's important we look to the future. Yeah, it certainly is. And let's, let's do just, let's do that right now. Um, number of names linked to the vacant managerial job. Um, we'll discuss uh, a few of them, Stevie. Lots of comments coming in. Now, I know um, Michael Beale is the uh, favourite as it stands uh, and uh, reports last night suggesting it would take around £1.5 million in compensation to QPR uh, if Rangers were to appoint the former coach. Uh, Les Ferdinand, uh, the QPR director of football, has been speaking about those reports. He says, I haven't spoken to Michael or Rangers about this, uh, but I expected Michael's name would be mentioned for the role at Rangers because he did such a good job while he was up there working with Steven Gerrard. I don't want to have to fight to keep anyone at QPR. I want people who want to be here. That's the only way we can move forward. If they want to be somewhere else, that's what they're going to do. We'd have to have a conversation. It's not that I'd be happy to have it, but I only want people at the football club who want to be here. Um, that sounds like a, a green light if Rangers were looking to appoint Michael Beale, Stevie, um, to go and get go and get him. Uh, it certainly seems to be many of the supporters' uh, favourite choice. Um, I know you've been speaking about it uh, on record about uh, how you would like uh, him to be appointed. Have I seen uh, Ali McCoyst actually coming out uh, this morning? Actually, says uh, excellent reports about Michael as a coach. Is it just a little bit early? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm really not sure. Uh, do you go for more experience, someone like Sean Dyche or one or two others? Michael Beale is certainly very well thought of, but I'm not sure if it's maybe a little bit early because it's a massive job. Um, do you think McCoy has a point there? Well, we said the same thing about Stephen Gerrard, so I don't think you can, you know, you get experience by on the job. So, listen, it's... Rangers job is a massive job for anyone that comes into it and you have your, your pluses and kind of negatives for, for any manager that, that might come on. And, um, you know, it's like people will say, you know, go for Sean Dyes, go for go for Nuts and a Bodo Glimp, etc. And there's an argument for and, and plus everybody. So Michael Beals, for me, you know, he's a very, very nice guy. He's a very well-respected coach. He's very firm, very tactical. You know, and, and people say well, what we're going to get under him and things like that. I would encourage people to go back to yeah and look at some of the football we played under, you know, that title winning season. It was it was quite incredible. And it, it you know, even on the build up, 
to to where to get into that title. You know, we we done consistently well in Europe. We done it was all built from there. And, and I appreciate people might say he's inexperienced and things like that, and I get that. But you know, do you ever really have enough experience for the Rangers job? It, it's unique to anyone anyone coming in who suddenly finds herself you know, two or three games without a win or a draw here and there, you know, we have to win every game. So it's a high stakes job. It's, um, you know, it's going to be demanding for anyone that, that 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 might take it. So there's there's pluses and negatives with everyone. So I understand what Ali's saying. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with it, but, um, you know, we're all going to have our opinions and we're all going to have our, our favourites for the role. So, you know, I'm just... I'm taking a position very much as diplomatically as I can, Derek, to sit on the fence and <laughs> to say that, you know, whoever comes in, I'll be looking forward to what happens. Yeah, listen, Michael Beale had a great start to life at QPR, of course, in his first ever managerial job. They have uh, stumbled of late. They're winless in the last five games. Um, they've slipped down to seventh in the table. The championship is uh, a marathon, not a sprint, as, as as we know, and clubs can go through runs like this. Um I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I don't think there's one candidate that stands out more than any other, I think, um, at this moment in time. There's a lot of names being bandied about. Um, Jim McCarroll gets in touch. Hi, Jimmy says, good morning, lads. Strange, we have uh, sacked you without any obvious successor. I think it will end up with Beale and McAllister. Um, that's a, an interesting shout. And this is an interesting one. Lots of names from left field, uh, Stevie. Um, Positive Vibe says, uh, I would like to know what Derek and Stevie thinks of Marcello Gallardo, I think he's just left, uh, is it River Plate, if I'm not mistaken, uh, over in, in Argentina. What a player he was in his day, has uh, is, is made the transition into management pretty well as well. I don't think Rangers are going to be bringing in a guy like uh, like Marcelo Gallardo. I don't, would, you, would you go along with that? I think that's maybe two left field. Derek, what a player he used to be in football manager. <laughs> he was unreal when you got him. He used to play attacking midfield, right, left, centre, and he was a wizard. So, yeah. yeah, you know, the old nostalgia part of you would say, oh, great, you know, exciting. But <laughs> I, I don't I don't see an appointment like that. I, I really don't. That would be... See, the situation this board is in now, and, and particularly Ross Wilson. Ross Wilson, there's no way he's sitting there saying to himself, and this board aren't saying to themselves that they're immune of any criticism. So any manager I think that we might go for, and this is only personal opinion, I think we'll try and hit a straight home run and it'll be as safe and as as, as a calculated gamble as, as much as anyone can be. So I think, you know, you go with somebody like that in terms of Marcello Gallardo, he's, he's coming to a completely new environment. He's He's... he's you know, he's, he's not used to the temperament. There's a lot of question marks over that. I don't think we would take a risk yeah, like yeah. that, Derek. Only personal opinion. And that's yeah, not yeah. to say that he wouldn't be a magnificent manager or he wouldn't be a good fit. I just don't think that's where we're going. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, I spoke last night. We had a show last night, folks, uh, myself, Joshua and Johnny. Um, we were getting quite excited at the prospect of, of possibly Marcello Bielsa. That's another name I don't think is going to pitch up at Ibrox, but Aldo says that uh, he would go for uh, Bielsa. The football would be um, magnificent to watch. They certainly, they certainly would put bums on seats. And, uh, Can you imagine like Bielsa sending me and you to spy on Celtic's training and stuff like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sitting, like we've been ocular in the bushes up at Lennox Town and stuff like that. He would be, he would be, you know, for for value, he would be top class. But again, 
Yeah, box he office. Would, he would be. He would be. But you know, this is this is like the old Beal argument. People saying he's not experienced enough. I could sit here and give you two or three reasons why I would be worried about Bielsa becoming Rangers manager. So there's pros and cons yeah. of, of absolutely everyone that's out there. But Bielsa would certainly play the kind of football that we want to see. And I think there's a, a big clamour, I think that might be the right word, in terms of what we want now. And, and I think a lot of us just want it to get back to being fun. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Listen, uh, 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 it's an exciting appointment if, if Rangers were to go down that avenue. I'm not entirely sure... Uh, they will do, however, um, but certainly when uh, not many Leeds supporters uh, lived down in Leeds for quite some time, and they were uh, they took to him uh, instantly. Uh, he's, he's regarded as a legend down there, and there were, there were, a lot of them were, were gutted when uh, a decision was made to, to remove him uh, from his position. Um, this Scott Spelter makes an interesting point here: new training centre at Gullen Sands, and Middleton as fitness coach, and Ian Ferguson and John Brown as match day dressing room ambassadors would be a start. What would you say about that, Stevie? Get get, get them all in. Uh, I'm not entirely sure uh, Fergie and, and Bomber in the dressing room would, would work in the in the modern game right enough. I had uh, Fergie and, and Bomber both on podcasts, and it was scary enough speaking to them <laughs> on them rather than having them in the dressing room. John Brown, actually, interestingly, was up at the, the training ground a couple of weeks ago speaking to the under-18s and, and the B team. So... John Brown still kind of, you know, floats in and around the club and they, and they still keep guys like that in to pass on valuable experience and stuff. And John obviously had, you know, he's, he's very well spoken about in terms of his youth coaching has, has been very hard um, and, and very much, you know, I spoke to a lot of guys, you know, I was with Bob Malcolm a couple of weeks ago. We'd done a, a supporters do up in Fort William, my hometown. And, and he spoke a lot about John Brown, and, and he used to love it. You know, John Brown, for some, would be Marmite in terms of, like, his coaching was, you know, you would either love him or hate him, but his coaching was very firm and he was very straight to the point. But he would ready you for what we what we needed getting into the first team. So that that's kind of, like, uh, uh, I know it's a, a not a serious point, but it, it's interesting that uh, um, sometimes I think that's correct. You do need these kind of figureheads around the club to kind of give you a general feeling. I'm not sure, you know, having Fergie or Bomber in every day roaring at you would be would be great or, or would be the right way. But certainly these kind of figures in and around the club are, are sometimes what you need. Um, so I can I can see it. Um, I certainly wouldn't want um, a fitness coach of Ant Middleton, although I probably could do with it. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm not entirely sure that's the best way to go. Uh, Craig Marshall gets in touch. Um, uh, sorry, I've not got to your point yet, Craig, but it says, uh, Derek, yeah, didn't you mention that Rafa Benitez last night? I know he will demand big wages. What are your, Stevie, thoughts on Rafa? It's a no for me, uh, Stevie. Um, listen, uh, full respect for his time in the game, Benitez, but I I'm not entirely sure that's that, that would be the best appointment, not to mention he would cost an absolute fortune. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't think it's viable. Um, wages, as you as you mentioned, you know, I just don't. Again, you know, Rafa Benitez is, you know, I I think really highly of him because he, he done a great job at, at Chelsea when he had to come in, delivered the yeah the Europa League and, and things like that when he when he came in there in a kind of interim basis. He wasn't highly thought of by the the, the Chelsea support, but he kind of won them round. He's obviously a very talented guy. 
Um, he'd done a magnificent job at Liverpool and, and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get why there would be a clamour, but again, I just don't think that's realistic in terms of where we need to be. I think the board, yeah. I think the board again, would consider that too much of a, a risk factor. He is polarising in terms of, you know, dressing rooms and things like that. We've seen at Everton, he just did not fit into Everton in the slightest when he went there. Yeah. Everyone could see that was going to end in one way, didn't it? It's, yeah, uh, and I think, you know, I think... I just don't think it's the kind of appointment or the safe, you know, home run that we'll be we'll be looking for. I just don't I don't think. And 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 anyway, look, Rafa Benitez is not coming to Glasgow on on the wages we would offer and on the budget we would offer and be told, you know, that he would say, Well, hold on, this manager got the Scottish Cup, got a European final, challenged for the Champions League and and you chased him out the door. He would look at that, not being of Rangers' persuasion and not understand the kind of relative um, demands of, of our football club. So that, I don't see somebody like that coming, not not a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, some other suggestions coming in here. Uh, Connor Fleming gets in touch. Uh, good morning, guys. Why haven't we seen Scott Parker's name more? He's someone that's uh, out of a job uh, as it stands, of course, uh, did, did a... Uh, a good job, I'd, I'd have to say. Bournemouth um, had a, a sort of a post-match interview after that that drubbing at Anfield that, that, that was uh, proved to be costly, and he was dismissed. Um, thought he was pretty honest in, in, in his post-match assessment. Did a good job at Fulham, also. Um, what about Scott Parker, uh, Stevie? Are you, are you a fan of his? Dresses well, doesn't he? He does dress well. He does dress well. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, you know, he would he would be a kind of progressive. He would be a progressive appointment. That's what I would say about him. Somebody that would need time, um, capable of of a good attacking kind of style of play, good passing, good plays, kind of football that you would want to see. So, you know what? If if somebody said to me Scott Parker would be in the running, I wouldn't be entirely against that. You know, with some of the names mentioned, I would I would much rather. I think he's somebody like Scott Parker. I think he's got more potential to understand the the the, the demands of the Rangers job. So you know, not entirely against that. I don't think it's in terms of of kind of left field shouts. I don't think that that Scott Parker is the worst one at all. Um, yeah. I, I I don't think it's where we'll go, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not the the worst suggestion. That's for sure. And yeah. As we said, like you know, I would have to up my game if I was sitting in a press conference with him, you know, or <laughs> nine ten pound jumpers, and he's looking extravagant up there and stuff. I need to do something about that, Derek. Yeah, he's he's a real engaging character as well. I've uh, spoken to him. Uh, I think we took his film side to, to Leicester um, a couple of seasons ago, and he, uh, his his knowledge of the game is second to none. Um, and he's he's certainly someone that would uh, command respect. Um, well, Touching some other names, I think I don't know what Ali Quinn's been uh, been on this morning, Stevie, but I'm not too sure Thomas Tuchel's going to be pitching up at Ibrox at any time soon. Just a shake of the head. Uh, Nick uh, Hickman says uh, Vias Boas is free. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was linked uh, a few seasons ago uh, to the Rangers job uh, um, before uh, Gerard was appointed. Um, yeah, he's another, yeah. an interesting name as, as as well. Listening, he's got a decent CV. Uh, and it's a, a tidy shout, a shout from Nick, but I'm not entirely sure uh, that is the road that Rangers are going to go down. I wanted to touch on this, Stevie, as well. Uh, Brian Howe says, uh, Voss Mackay and the rest of the backroom staff have to go. They help create this mess we're in. I um, can't see any of them 
staying on. Uh, the, the one, the one big one, Kerry Bowley, Stevie. Um, can you see him remaining? Uh, I've asked. Uh, I actually asked for clarification from the club on the backroom staff situation. They they haven't said that, but my understanding is that Voss, Mackay, um, the fitness coach, and, and possibly the one other. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not. I can't remember who who's exactly who in terms of the, the four. It, the boys' pronunciation as well. I'm not very good at, but I understand it as they have gone, as well as Van Bronckhurst yesterday. Cherry Bowley is, is one, or Kerry Bowley is one that hasn't been mentioned yet in terms of yeah. if he stays or if he goes. We spoke about this yesterday on the show. He was appointed afterwards to be a kind of bridging gap between the youth to oversee all that and the first team. Um, as so, whether or not he was viewed as part of Van Bronckhurst's immediate staff is, is something that the club need to clarify. As ever with Rangers, you know, when something comes out, there's still more questions um, and and still more kind of clarity needed. So, I would I would assume at some point the the club would would clarify. But I have asked the question to see if we can we can get some formal news on on what's happened with the backroom staff. But I would agree with the point. I think that once once a manager goes, you know, the, the backroom team never really hang about. And I've, I've heard that said, a lot of people have said about Mick Beale. You know, he had the chance to stay last year and why did he just go to Villa? Mick Beale never had the chance to stay last year. Michael Beale would have stayed. If Rangers had offered him that job, Michael Beale would still be at Rangers at this moment in time. He simply wasn't given the opportunity. So, you know, when everybody goes you go, it's how football works. You know, Derek, you, you'll know that as much as anyone. You very rarely just see an assistant manager not follow the manager so yeah. or a first-team coach or whatever. So, yeah, I would expect that, um, that they've all gone and, and it's something definitely the Rangers would need to clarify. Yeah, yeah, I think we should see uh, some movement with regards to that uh, as the week progresses. That'll do us there, folks. Uh, thanks to everyone for getting in touch as ever. It really is much appreciated. Just a reminder, um, we've got our Black Friday offer on just now, just a pound for six months worth of content. It really is a cracking deal. Go and take advantage of it before it's too late. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. We'll be back again tomorrow, um, but until then, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday.